the overthrow of principalities and powers, the conflict between God and Satan, Book 3, written by Zacharias Tanifomum, narrated by John H. Feskins. Preface There is a war in progress between the Lord Jesus and the devil. Everyone in the world is part of that war. You are a part of it. You are either actively fighting with Jesus against the devil and his host, or you are actively or passively taking sides with Satan against Jesus and his hosts. On whose side are you fighting? The spiritual warfare books were born in the crucible of ministry. To some extent, we know, in reality, what we are writing about. The Lord Jesus is alive and he is real. The devil is alive and he is real. The warfare is real and not imaginary. The Bible says that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. In this audiobook, we have made a study of principalities and powers, and how they can be overthrown. In the course of writing this book, we came across the beautiful article by Ralph Mahoney which complements and confirms what we have written about. We have, therefore, included his message in the book. This audiobook, The Overthrow of Principalities and Powers, is the third book in the series called the Conflict Between God and Satan The books in this series are Book 1, The Way of Spiritual Warfare Book 2, Deliverance from Demons Book 3, The Overthrow of Principalities and Power Book 4, Jesus Loves You and Wants to Heal You Book 5, Freedom from the Power of Witchcraft, Sorcery, and Magic we send this book out with prayer that it will lead to greater freedom among the children of the kingdom. We further pray that the Lord God will be pleased to use it to open the eyes of many of his children as to how to take cities, nations, and continents for his glorified Son. We also send the book out confessing that we are students in these things, and praying that the Lord will teach us in an increasing way, so that in every way we shall be like him as we wield spiritual power. To him be honor and glory. Yonde, July 1985. Zacharias Tani P.O. Box 6090, Yaoundé, Cameroon, Africa. Chapter 7 Taking a City for God The Ministry of a Local Assembly Most of the cities of the world are under the power of the evil one. They will remain in his grip until they are taken for God. It is one thing when an individual decides to take a city for God. It is quite another when a local church decides to take a city for God. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18 verses 19 to 20, Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, 
it will be done to them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And in Leviticus chapter 26, verses 7 to 8, And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Although individuals can go a long way in the overthrow of principalities and powers, and the taking of villages and towns for the Lord, there can be no comparison between the power and extent of the ministry of an individual who is consecrated and that of a local assembly that walks in the way of the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. Whenever there is a choice between individual action and the action of the local assembly, the action of the local assembly is obviously to be preferred. There are some promises which the Lord has made to the local church when gathered together, which are not for individual believers separated from each other. About the local assembly, there are two things to note. The first one is that whenever there are two believers in a locality, the Lord expects them to come together in his name. They should not wait to be thirty or more. The church is born in a place whenever there are two believers gathered in the Lord's name. They should act as the church in that locality, for they are the church in that locality. The second thing is that in a place where there are many believers, it is not enough that some fight the Lord's battle while others do not. No one should say, there are others, it will not matter that I am absent. The Lord said that five would chase one hundred. By simple division, it means that each one chased twenty people. He also said that one hundred Israelis would chase ten thousand. This meant that when one hundred of them were united in battle, there would be victory to such an extent that each person would chase one hundred people of the enemy forces. Do you see the difference between one chasing twenty and one chasing one hundred? Your individual presence and participation is important for increased victory. You can cause a five-fold increase in the numbers of those who are brought to the Lord. If it needs one hundred people for the one chasing a hundred formula to apply, then it would not be applicable if there are only 99 people. If you are absent, you may cause them to be 99 people only, and instead of the one chasing 100, the one will chase 20. Settle it in your heart that you will not commit the crime of reducing the effectiveness of God's force in this way by being absent or by being present and not participating. I think the same principle applies to giving to the work of the Lord. There is a major multiplication factor which your gift will bring into the work of the Lord, which will not apply if you do not give your own sacrificial contribution, however small it may be. It is with the knowledge of these things 
that I want to share what has happened in the city of Yaoundé. The Elders at Prayer God Reveals His Mind In the month of June, 1985, the five elders met before the Lord to worship Him. He showed us that we were to call the church in Yaoundé to pray. We took Him seriously. We canceled the plans that we had made for youth camps in August, even though some information had gone out about them. We canceled all our regular meetings and converted them to prayer meetings except the Sunday morning meeting. Then we set times for praying together. It seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit that we should pray as follows. 1. Tuesday, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m., and then 10 o'clock p.m. until we could pray no more. 2. Wednesday, normal fasting intercession for Cameroon from 12.30 to 2 p.m. 3. Thursday, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m., and then 10 o'clock p.m. until we could pray no more. 4. Saturday, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m., and then 10 o'clock p.m. until 4 o'clock a.m., normal all-night prayer meeting. We agreed that we would pray first for three weeks and see how the Lord will lead us about stopping or continuing. At the moment of writing, that prayer crusade is still in progress. There have been times when there were more than 700 of us at the prayer meeting. The Lord led us into many things about which I will say nothing now. I want to share that which he led us into with regards to the city of Yaoundé, which is the capital city of our nation. Taking Yaoundé for Christ The Lord led us to destroy all activities of Satan in the city. We bound the prince of Yaoundé, and all the other spirits that helped him to establish dominion, and we overthrew their kingdom. We then brought all the inhabitants of Yaoundé to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to believe in him. We released all the inhabitants of Yaoundé to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to believe in him. We released all the captives, be they highly placed or very common people. We labored hard at it. We released the gospel by every means possible into the whole city in its convicting and converting power. At this point, the Lord laid on our hearts the fact that we ought to take the city physically for the Lord in the way we have done it spiritually. On a fixed day, three teams led by the elders walked through the city of Yaoundé. One team started from the lowest point in Yaoundé and walked prayerfully to the highest mountain overlooking Yaoundé, and as they walked, they claimed everything and everyone on their left and on their right, before them and behind them, under their feet and above their heads for Jesus. All that was of the enemy was broken down by prayer and forced out of the city. Another team did the same thing. They walked from the east end of the city to the west end, 
doing havoc to the enemy's kingdom and bringing all the people on their left side, right side, forward and backward to the Lord. Then they planted house churches in all the areas that they passed by, to the left and to the right, before them and behind them. As they walked along, they discerned the forces at work in the different parts of the town, and they destroyed all that was of the enemy. They walked twelve kilometers. Another team walked from the southward end to the northward end, a distance of fourteen kilometers, doing the same thing. When this was accomplished, we, the entire local assembly, met to pray. We declared Yonde a city of the Lord God and his Christ. We established it firmly and took the city and gave it to the Lord Jesus so that he may have all of it and all that is in it and all who are in it in a permanent way. This was followed by much praise and thanksgiving for many hours since the Lord had told us that the battle was to be fought and won in praise. In the days that followed, we systematically prayed for each part of the town. The prayer this time centered on releasing the gospel and planting house churches. We have taken Yaoundé for the Lord Jesus. We have made it a city of our God. Regardless of what Satan may want to do in the city of Yaoundé, there is a sense in which he has lost control of the city. Yaoundé will never be the same again. We are going to continue to fast and pray and impose the will of God even as we have fasted and prayed for her for years, and even as we fasted and prayed during some of the days during the ongoing prayer crusade. We believe that the Lord Jesus will always have his way in Yaoundé, even if the enemy wants to roar. Jesus is victor. Jesus has won the victory. He is Lord of the city of Yaoundé. Glory be to his holy name. Amen. Thank you for reading this book. If you have any question and or need help, do not hesitate to contact us through ZTFBooks at cmfionline.org. If the book has blessed you, then we would also be grateful if you leave a positive review at your favorite retailer. ZTF Books, through Christian Publishing House, CPH, offers a wide selection of best-selling Christian books in print, ebook, and audiobook formats on a broad spectrum of topics, including marriage and family, sexuality, practical spiritual warfare, Christian service, Christian leadership, and much more. Visit us at ztfbooks.com to learn more about our latest releases and special offers. And thank you for being a ZTF book listener. We would like to recommend to you another book on the same theme, The Way of Spiritual Warfare. The purpose of this book is to get you to possess Christ and, in turn, let Him possess you totally so that you can see the power of God working powerfully for the glory of Christ. God's ultimate goal is for the church to manifest 
and release his full and total power. All of this power is at work today in the person of the Holy Spirit inhabiting the spirit of man, giving the believer the opportunity to manifest this power in an extraordinary way. The burden of Professor Fomum in this book is to show that beyond the facts that the power of God can manifestly spread through channels such as discipline, speech, holiness, gifts of power, etc., we must fix our eyes on Jesus, because he is the fullness of the deity. About the Author Professor Zacharias Tani Fomum was born in the flesh on 20th June 1945 and became born again on 13th June 1956. On 1st October 1966, he consecrated his life to the Lord Jesus and to his service and was filled with the Holy Spirit on 24th October 1970. He was taken to be with the Lord on 14th March 2009. Professor Fomum was admitted to a first class in the Bachelor of Science degree, graduating as a prize-winning student from Fora Bay College in the University of Sierra Leone in October 1969. At the age of 28, he was awarded a Ph.D. in Organic Chemistry by the University of Makerere, Kampala, in Uganda. In October 2005, he was awarded a Doctor of Science by the University of Durham, Great Britain. This higher doctorate was in recognition of his distinct contributions to scientific knowledge through research. As a professor of organic chemistry in the University of Yaoundé I, Cameroon, Professor Fomum supervised or co-supervised more than 100 master's degree and doctoral degree theses and co-authored over 160 scientific articles in leading international journals. He considered Jesus Christ the Lord of Science, for by him all things were created, Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, and scientific research an act of obedience to God's command to subdue the earth, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. He therefore made the Lord Jesus the director of his research laboratory while he took the place of deputy director, and attributed his outstanding success as a scientist to Jesus' revelational leadership. In more than 40 years of Christian ministry, Professor Fomum traveled extensively, preaching the gospel, planting churches, and training spiritual leaders. He made more than 700 missionary journeys within Cameroon, which ranged from one day to three weeks in duration. 500 missionary journeys to more than 70 different nations in all the six continents. These ranged from two days to six weeks in duration. By the time of his going to be with the Lord in 2009, he had preached in over 1,000 localities in Cameroon, sent over 200 national missionaries into many localities in Cameroon, and planted over 1,300 churches in the various administrative provinces of Cameroon. At his base in Yaoundé, he planted and built a megachurch with his co-workers, which grew to a steady membership of about 12,000. Professor Fomum was the founding team leader of Christian Missionary Fellowship International, CMFI, an evangelism, soul-winning, disciple-making, church-planting, and missionary-sending movement with more than 200 international missionaries and thousands of churches in 65 nations spread across Africa, Europe, the Americas, Asia, and Oceania. 
In the course of their ministry, Professor Fomam and his team witnessed more than 10,000 recorded healing miracles performed by God in answer to prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. These miracles include instant healings of headaches, cancers, HIV and AIDS, blindness, deafness, dumbness, paralysis, madness, and new teeth and organs received. Professor Fomam read the entire Bible more than 60 times, read more than 1,350 books on the Christian faith, and authored over 150 books to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Five million copies of these books are in circulation in 12 languages, as well as 16 million gospel tracts in 17 languages. Professor Fomam was a man who sought God. He spent between 15 minutes and 6 hours daily alone with God in what he called daily dynamic encounters with God. During these daily dynamic encounters with God, he read God's word, meditated on it, listened to God's voice, heard God speak to him, recorded what God was saying to him, and prayed it through. He thus had over 18,000 daily dynamic encounters with God. He also had over 60 periods of withdrawing to seek God alone for periods that ranged from 3 to 21 days, which he termed retreats for spiritual progress. The time he spent seeking God slowly transformed him into a man who hungered, thirsted, and panted after God. His unceasing heart cry was, Oh, that I would have more of God. Professor Fomam was a man of prayer and a leading teacher on prayer in many churches and conferences around the world. He considered prayer to be the most important work that can be done for God and for man. He was a man of faith who believed that God answers prayer. He kept a record of his prayer requests and had over 50,000 recorded answers to prayer in his prayer books. He carried out over 100 prayer walks of between 5 and 47 kilometers in towns and cities around the world. He and his team carried out over 57 prayer crusades, periods of 40 days and nights during which at least 8 hours are invested into prayer each day. They also carried out over 80 prayer sieges, times of near non-stop praying that ranges from 24 hours to 120 hours. He authored the Prayer Power Series, a 13-volume set of books on various aspects of prayer supplication, fasting, intercession, and spiritual warfare. He started prayer chains, prayer rooms, prayer houses, national and continental prayer movements in Cameroon and other nations. He worked with leaders of local churches in India to disciple and train more than two million believers. Professor Fomum also considered fasting as one of the weapons of Christian spiritual warfare. He carried out over 250 fasts ranging from 3 days to 40 days, drinking only water or water supplemented with soluble vitamins. Called by the Lord to a distinct ministry of intercession, he pioneered fasting and prayer movements and led in battles against principalities and powers obstructing the progress of the gospel and God's global purposes. He was enabled to carry out three supra, long fasts of between 52 and 70 days in his final years. Professor Fomum chose a lifestyle of simplicity and self-imposed poverty in order to invest more funds into the critical work of evangelism, soul winning, church planting, and the building up of believers. Knowing the importance of money and its role in the battle to reach those without Christ with the glorious gospel, 
He and his wife grew to investing 92.5% of their earned income from all sources, salaries, allowances, royalties, and cash gifts, into the gospel. They invested with the hope that, as they grew in the knowledge and the love of the Lord and the perishing souls of people, they would one day invest 99% of their income into the gospel. He was married to Prisca Zay Fomum, and they had seven children who are all involved in the work of the gospel, some serving as missionaries. Prisca is a national and international minister, specializing in the winning and discipling of children to Jesus Christ. She also communicates and imparts the vision of ministry to children with a view to raising and building up ministers to them. The professor owed all that he was and all that God had done through him to the unmerited favor and blessing of God and to his worldwide army of friends and co-workers. He considered himself nothing without them and the blessing of God and would have amounted to nothing but for them. All praise and glory to Jesus Christ. This has been the overthrow of principalities and powers. The Conflict Between God and Satan, Book 3 Written by Zacharias Tanny Fomum Narrated by John H. Feskins Copyright 1985 by Zacharias Tanny Fomum